Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this June 21st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us today. And Colin looked at me and he goes, what? Because I was cracking up moments before uh, I was about to get on the air. I don't know if you saw the text right there, the group text. Hey, Spencer, I guess when Colin leaves next week, it's just you, me, and Nick. <laughs> From one and only Trip Tobin. Also, happy birthday, Trip Tobin. It is your birthday. Uh, happy but that's birthday, what, Trip. I didn't know it was his birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, but that's what I was laughing about. I think you said, what? Like, you were looking at me. Yeah. Because I was laughing. But, uh, yeah, that's what I was laughing about. Uh, speaking of baseball, we've got something to get into uh, high school baseball-wise in the area. The West Virginia Sports Writers Association has uh, come out with their yearly awards, and uh, none other than Griffin Horowitz has been named the John Lowry Senior Pitcher of the Year throughout the entire state. And uh, it's kind of fitting that he gets that nod uh, in the honor of his head coach. Yeah, great uh, honor for him to add to his uh, many accolades that he's had throughout his career that uh, there at Jefferson. Excuse me. So congratulations to uh, Finn on getting that in a uh, – very good season, not only pitching-wise, but uh, playing third base and hitting there for Jefferson. Just coming up short, as everybody here knows, of the uh, state championship, unfortunately, but still very deserving for him. Yeah, I mean, he dominated the regular season, and again, he didn't have that his best stuff in the state tournament, but besides that, you know, you look at a guy that had, I think, like a .48 earned run average when he uh, went off for the state tournament uh in a very good baseball conference uh definitely deserving of that award he was able to do it as a starter as a closer for that jefferson team it was a huge part of uh, the cougar's success so congratulations to griffin horowitz on a great career at jefferson and kind of capped off by that award definitely did and uh, let me get the numbers here to what he finished the season with he finished the season with it it has it as a point four eight on here um, I don't know if that includes, I don't know if they have stats there from the state tournament or not, but .48, a heck of a heck of a ERA, for, especially for somebody uh, in high school, and I uh, can't wait to see what he does at the next level. As I uh, believe in four days, I believe I heard the 25th, he's heading off uh, for his basic training before he goes down to or goes up to uh, Army. Yeah, good luck to him in that, and uh, thank him for doing so. So hopefully it all goes well there for him. But as you said, .48 ERA is uh, fantastic. I know a lot of people will be like, yeah, but he was mostly a closer. It doesn't matter where you are pitching-wise. If you dominate like he did, you deserve that honor. Yeah, and he did get a few starts here and there, and a lot of times when he would close, he would throw four or five innings at a time occasionally uh so it was like a long relief appearance more so than just a closer and and he would do that you know for the Cougars in a lot of big games so I think the ERA is still very impressive and and the numbers overall were great for Griffin Horowitz on the mound and 
Uh, without him, they don't have the success that they did have in, in the regular season at Jefferson. So, um, you know, like I said, definitely deserving of that award. Definitely is deserving of that award. Uh, let's move on here to the next topic. I don't think we talked about it on the show yesterday. It came out mid-show or just right before the show uh, that uh, WVU football, I don't think we actually talked about it on the show. I think we talked about it off air during the breaks. Yep. Uh, they will have a new jersey beliefs or uniform combination, I believe, specifically for uh, the game there, the backyard brawl game at Heinz Field against uh, against Pitt. Uh, they will take the field and against their rivals in a special edition uniform, highlighting the 75 miles from Morgantown to Pittsburgh. West Virginia football will wear the Country Roads uniforms for the team's backyard brawl matchup Thursday, September 1st at Heinz Field. West Virginia's road uniforms will consist of a white helmet, jersey, and pants trimmed in gold and blue. The background in blue stripes on the pants, jersey sleeves, numbers, and helmet will feature a road map of Interstate 79 and the various country roads throughout the state of West Virginia. So that's that's a, a pretty cool nod. And I saw on TikTok, you know, TikTok uh, is, is not only big for, you know, funny videos, memes, and, you know, just trending things also a lot of uh sports videographers are on there and they were uh doing a behind the scenes of how they did the shoot where they uh if you looked on the west virginia football uh twitter yesterday when they announced it there at noon yesterday uh they had a i don't know if it was a player or just somebody in a jersey in a full jersey uh was like waving the state flag on a country road um Obviously, they weren't revealing these until yesterday, so they had to make it kind of secretive. And it was on a they didn't close down the road, obviously, because it was just let's go to this country road somewhere, I'm assuming, near Morgantown, around Morgantown area. And uh, they would have to cover the, I guess, player or whoever it was wearing the jersey at the time. I'm assuming a player in a bunch of blankets as cars pass by because it was so secretive. Yeah, and the jersey looks uh, awesome, in my opinion. I absolutely loved it when we saw it come out. As you can see, if you're uh, tuned in on TV10 or our Facebook page, uh, the details, if you look closely there in the blue parts of the uh, uniforms, as well as the change in uh, logos on the side of the helmet. So I feel like everybody around the state is already pumped up for the backyard brawl, and I think this adds a little bit to it and this is the way college football is going some people could argue why do you need a jersey for one game and I was talking with my dad about it yesterday and he made a great point about it it's another form of recruiting tactic I mean cool jerseys are what some kids look at as to where they'll go and play and in a weird way some people were like why do you care so much about a jersey but they do so you got to have things like this about once a season once every other season and i think they uh scored big here with this one i I'd, as a fan like to argue it's one of the best in college football and if you want to disagree with that i'll change it to the most unique in college football i think it, it's really cool because you usually only see kind of new jerseys new uniforms for specific home games I think it's cool that they're taking the their new jersey on the road for this this special rivalry. Well, they've done that twice with a backyard brawl. 
you got to remember back there, I think it was uh, 2009, 2010, they had the coal uniforms, the white and the uh, black with the black helmets were there for the uh, backyard brawl that was at Pitt. Yeah, I mean, I like the uniforms. I like uh, what they did with the the text of West Virginia. I think that looks a little bit different than what they normally have. And then I think the helmets, I like that logo a lot. And I like this helmet just in general. I think the white helmet with the uh, gold stripe and the logo is a good choice as well. I think they should maybe consider this look more often. I do too. And I like uh, the added country roads. I don't know if we've uh, mentioned that. I kind of did yeah. a little bit inside it's the blue. kind of on shoulder pad. Yeah, shoulder pad, uh, the pants stripes, and the helmet stripes. Yeah. Everywhere you see blue other than the uh, logo there on the helmet itself all has uh, different designs of all the roads throughout the uh, state featuring the uh, 75 miles between um, Morgantown and Pitt. You know what? One thing I wonder... Because remember in February, I think it was, uh, it, there was a news release from WVU Athletics uh, in kind of the new age with the NLI, or NIL, excuse me, not NL, not the other way. Uh, they were going to come out with customizable WVU jerseys here in 2022 uh, in collaboration with Fanatics and One Team Partners. I wonder, wonder if this will be a jersey you could customize. Oh, they'd be dumb not to. Yeah, that's what It'll I'm saying. It'll be the hottest item for it WVU, will, period. That would be the not coolest even thing. I think that'd be the coolest thing. If you can own that jersey, uh, customizable, I think that'd be cool. I've been waiting. I'm ready. Well, this is back in February, so I wonder I know, how but long if they get it take. to the team store, I'd like to get it before the backyard brawl. I don't know. I'd be interested to see when that these jerseys become available because again we talked about that that came out february 18th of this season this this year uh so i'd be interested to see if that's a jersey on there because that's a really cool jersey now does pitt get a uniform special for it too i wonder i mean they're probably working hard right now (laughs) i think they probably already have one just waiting yeah i mean they're at home right yeah 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 they'll, they'll have one i would think you would think who knows though if not, they'll wear like their throwbacks or whatever. Yeah, That's I mean, true. either way, they'll they'll do that. Um, but I thought that you know, I forgot that we didn't talk about that because we talked about it off the air during the show because you, we didn't really have a lot to go on at that point. It was yeah. just they dropped the video. Uh, but and I liked it that they waited for West Virginia Day to do so. I thought that uh, made it a little bit special. There, I did I get louder? Yeah, I don't know. It what was just that me? Was. No, I don't know what that was. That was weird. That was very weird. Uh, but I got louder as well. I agree. I, I don't know. Did, I think I got a little bit louder. I don't know. I didn't change a thing. I didn't touch the board. I know. The magic of radio. The magic of radio. Maybe our signal got a little better. All right. Well, that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into the NBA. Uh multitude of things coming out we'll talk about the wizards uh, some draft stuff and uh mike d'antoni is going to meet with a team that he's already met with to potentially be their head coach we'll talk about that next on today's edition of the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 these days of darkness wish we'd known 
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. An important community announcement concerning COVID-19 testing. Beginning June 18th, the drive-through COVID-19 testing site on the WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center campus will be closed. New walk-in COVID-19 community testing sites will be available instead at all three WVU Medicine Urgent Care locations in Charlestown, Inwood, and Spring Mills, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tests require a physician's order for symptomatic patients. Results available in 24 hours on WVU MyChart accounts. No appointment necessary. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10, brought to you in part Excuse me, not brought to you in part. We don't have that. That's later at the end of the segment. I'm still trying to get back into the swing of things here, guys. Uh, Wizards GM Tommy Shepard had a, I believe, a press conference yesterday. Is that correct, Nick? Yeah. yeah Pre-draft press conference? That's what I'm presuming it was for. Pre-draft, pre-free agency press conference. Uh, and one of the many topics in this uh, press conference uh, was probably one of the many questions asked about this singular player, uh, that being Bradley Beal. Um, uh, there are fine moving Bradley Beal to point guard, meaning they want him to stay. But we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday. Will he stay? He's already made up his mind, according to the Athletic, uh, and he's got, I believe, nine more days until free agency starts. Yeah, it almost seems like maybe what we had thought yesterday was that Brad was on his way out. But if Tommy Shepard is speaking about you know, his future plans with Bradley Beal and they seem to be him on the team. That sounds to me like he's informed the Wizards that he is staying. And now I sound really quiet. I do too now. No. I don't know what that was. Okay. But uh, anyway, so that sounds to me like he expects Bradley Beal to still be a part of the team. 
uh in terms of moving him to point guard i don't i don't really know about that one i mean beal's always been a shooting guard he's always kind of played second fiddle in the backcourt until last season but they feel good about his health right now uh with the wrist injury and how he's recovered um but he's never really been the point guard uh so that that could work it could not work uh but to me he's more of a secondary ball handler uh but it's definitely an interesting statement i think it's a good thing because it seems like he's going to stick around if they're talking about his future at the team yeah, I, this is all very confusing. So much is going on between that press conference yesterday and now there's a bunch of rumors spreading. Uh, you know who could be in the mix to acquire Bradley Beal? Who? The Boston Celtics. They're I always made that joke after that uh, Boston beat him in the game we went to because that's when rumors were continuing uh, to go around about the Wizards possibly trading him there before the deadline. Let me I mean, read up on this a little bit more. You guys keep talking. Tatum and Beal are both from St. Louis, and uh, they grew up together, I believe. So they know each other. I know they have a good friendship, and, and maybe that could happen. Uh, I think it'd be a great fit for Boston. If you want to continue to uh, try to, I guess, rebuild to make a return to the finals. I do, too, I think, to an extent. But would you then move on from Jalen Brown? Because I don't know if him and Beal and Tatum would all work that well together uh, unless they plan on putting Bradley Beal at point guard as well. But, so here's a story. But from, if you put him at point, do you then you bring, stop I think you bring Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart off the bench? Yeah. After a defensive player of the year season, you got to put him on the bench? I don't know. That, that's risky. That is very risky. But here, be six man of the year. NBC Sports Boston, I, I, Yahoo Sports, an wouldn't. article this morning. Uh, Ryan McDonough, the former uh, Suns general manager and uh, ex-Celtics executive, explained Monday that uh, the best financial move for Beal is to decline that player option, sign a new deal with the Wizards, get traded to Boston to reunite or get you know get part of that close friendship that he has with childhood friend Jason Tatum. So. I mean, if he's getting traded, I'd be happy to take him in Boston so he doesn't end up in Miami or another competitor in the East. Miami's well, also one in there as well that mm-hmm. I've seen in the last 24 hours. Miami could be heating up to try to get Beal. But I feel like they've been trying to get Beal for the last two years. Exactly. Boston has supposedly as well. But the Celtics have kind of built that team on not chasing superstars like Paul George uh, was rumored to go there. And, and people criticized the Celtics for not you know, sending uh, maybe Marcus Smart for and a few other young guys for Paul George, and obviously it worked out and they reached the finals. Now, if the Celtics want to go get Bradley Beal and they don't think Brown would be a good fit, I mean, maybe Brown could return to the Wizards, which I wouldn't be super angry about. I mean, you're getting a young shooting guard that at times has proven to be the best player on the team when he's played well. I mean, Tatum is, I think, the better player overall, but Brown's had a few moments here and there where he's literally shined for them and uh that ended up being the case i think sending him to the celtics or the miami heat the wizards could get a really good haul back involving either tyler hero uh down in miami so or maybe something involving a jalen brown or marcus smart trade so i wouldn't be opposed to either of those deals 
Definitely, and that could, you know, we've got till the 30th, right? I believe 30th at 6 p.m. or 4.30 p.m. or something is the time where they can start negotiating as free agents. Yeah, um, but, I mean, they have until the start of the season to potentially make that trade. That is true. Or at least probably in draft night would be when it goes down if they're... Which is two days away. Yeah. It is two days away. Speaking of Maybe draft it night... go down because I guess they don't have a contract. Yeah. Speaking of draft night... Uh, the Magic have the number one pick in the NBA draft, and they still have no clue who they want to draft. The top candidates for the pick are obviously well-known. Auburn's Jabari Smith Jr., he worked out with Orlando earlier this month. Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren met with the Magic for multiple days last week. Duke's uh, Paolo Banchero has been working out with former Magic's guard Mike Miller. Uh, so it's kind of still up in the air who they're going to pick there with uh, Thursday's draft cup coming in you know, just over 48 hours. I wouldn't go as far as saying no clue because obviously it's down to one of those three and people think it's going to go one, two, three in the order that uh, you just mentioned for the uh, top three picks. I don't think they could go wrong with either one of those three and uh, it'll be interesting obviously to see who they go with think they'll go first with uh, the Auburn guy there, and it'll work out for him. Well, it seems like Paulo Bonchero has really jumped up in the board, uh, and I think he's going to be the number one pick. When you look at the odds, uh, he had went up from, I think, plus 2,200 to now plus 230 to be the number one selection. So it seems like uh, Bonchero has risen, and I think he makes a lot of sense for the Magic's team. But also, I think the potential with him might be a little bit higher than Jabari Smith. Uh, Chet Holmgren, I think, is a, Holmgren is a good center, but he lacks a little bit of uh, size in terms of weight and strength that you might be a little bit concerned about. And they have Wendell Carter Jr., who's a young center. Uh, that well, ESPN well has all year. three of them as power forwards. Okay, well, so he's built like a seven. I know. He's seven yeah. feet tall. Yeah. Uh, Banchero is more built like a small forward, power forward type player. Um, and I think kind of the same about Smith, but I, I'd probably go with Paulo. I think he seems to be the one that has risen the most and has, I think, the brightest upside for the Magic. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a team that thought they had a head coach till Saturday doesn't have a head coach right now as uh, – the uh, Hornets were offered Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson a position to be their head, next head coach. Uh, he accepted the position during the NBA Finals, only to then change his mind Saturday and remain with the Warriors. He and the Hornets had agreed in principle to a four-year deal, but the contract was never signed, so that reopens everything. And uh, remember, boom, three, four weeks back, we were talking about who Michael Jordan was meeting with? Yep. He is once again meeting with West Virginia native Marshall Zone, Mullen Zone, uh, Mike D'Antoni, uh, the former Rockets head coach. He's going to meet on Tuesday today to discuss further the franchise's coaching job. Sources have told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski uh, he was considered a finalist before they had na- before they had agreed in principle to that uh, contract with Kenny Atkinson. So uh, interesting there. Uh, do we think D'Antoni gets this job now? I thought it was his job from the beginning. I think it's pretty much a lock at this point because those were their top two options and Atkinson now deciding to stay with Golden State, which is weird to me. Uh, 
I don't know why you would want to stay as an assistant coach when you have a chance to be a head coach. Uh, and especially on a team with like the Hornets that I think you could do a lot of good things with. Uh, they have a young core there with LaMelo Ball, P.J. Washington, uh, Bridges as well. So they have some good young players on that team um, and could be a playoff team, I think, with the right coaching. So weird to me that Atkinson decides to come back to Golden State. I know they're a championship team, but coming back as assistant opposed to head coach. Did we hear if he got an offer or something from Golden State? What? Uh, uh, other than the championship would be the reason he wants to stay. I mean, maybe he's not going to take over back. for Steve Kerr. So exactly. I maybe you want to run it back. Maybe Are you waiting maybe to you see just if don't another be a head offer comes yet. up in a year? Maybe he's been a head coach be a head, before. Head so. coach again. Maybe you like being an assistant coach. I don't know. A little less pressure. Why would you then even take that interview if you didn't want Apparently, to now I'm seeing 22 hours ago, I just looked this up, uh, family reasons. I'm told this is uh, Will Kunkel of uh, Fox, he he said, I'm told Kenny Atkinson changed his mind for family reasons. He had not signed the contract yet. They did agree to the terms of the contract that the Hornets were waiting a few days to get the signed copy. Uh, family reasons is what is being said for that. So I don't know if maybe he, maybe his, I don't know what family. They like San Francisco. Maybe they like San Francisco. Maybe their kid. The Bay Area. The Bay Area. Maybe. He wants his kids to finish growing up there. I don't know what if he's got kids. I don't know, but that that is what is the report as of right now. Uh, but uh, I you gotta think D'Antoni is named the head coach by the end of the week at this point. Yeah, I think it makes all a lot of sense. Though, like we said before, I think he would work well uh, with Lamelo Ball and kind of similar to the guards he's worked with in the past. And that team reminds you a little bit of those mid two thousand Suns teams. Not necessarily from the talent level, but in terms of some of their skill sets. Uh, so I think he could elevate the Hornets into the playoffs. I definitely think so as well. And that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living in this family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break. Uh, a lot of things to talk about. Lightning have uh, made it more of a series there in the Stanley Cup uh, finals. Then another guy, another PGA Tour, has left for the Live Tour. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini. Right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Let's go to some beers. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers, Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. 
And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh, we've got more breaking golf news as uh, I guess the kind of the, the Colt golf turn, the Colt golf league, I guess you want to call it. Uh, I'm not too sure. The The Saudi backed live series uh, the live tour has uh, brought in another PGA tour player as uh, Brooks Kepka is one of the first players to denounce the rival league for only 48 players. Uh, he is the PGA tours player to sign with the Saudi series uh, another one, and uh, that brings what the number of how many? Like eight? Are we at eight now? I don't know. It, it's been a lot, and it makes you question uh, what's going on with the PGA, and uh, Which will they crazy. have any stars left? It's crazy because we, what I mentioned there off the top is uh, Kepka was second player behind Rory McIlroy, who spoke out against having a rival league in March of 2020 when he told the AP, quote, it's, I have a hard time believing golf should be able, should be about just 48 players, end quote. Well, money talks. And then he it goes on to say, quote, at the time, that says Kepka said at the time, quote, money isn't going to change my life, end quote. <laughs> I think that's ironic to what you just said. So I mean, seems like it did if you're going to the Saudis. It's yeah, just me, though. I can't speak for him. Maybe I he does he, have other reasons. But so this comes on the heels, I believe, of yeah, this past weekend at the uh, U.S. Open, he finished 55th, and I don't know if he made the cut. I think he did make the cut, but he uh, finished 55th with a total of 12 over par. <laughs> I don't know. Did he just have a bad weekend and just say, heck with it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Liv is uh, just paying these guys a lot of money, so they want to take advantage of that. And, I mean, it's brought upon upon uh, some interesting competition uh, among the leagues. So it's two uh, different leagues, and now – a lot of money going toward a lot of big PGA guys. I know Colin Morikawa uh, has denied any rumors that he is leaving the PGA. So there's a few big names still left, but a lot of uh, the top golfers are starting to leave the PGA. And 
either the PGA is going to have to, I guess, increase money or something to try to get these I guys. Hope new back. stars come. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here I'm reading this here from CBS Sports Golf this morning. So uh, Kepka has joined Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, and Phil Mickelson as the biggest names to join to join the Live Tour. Uh, they there's now even more momentum as the PGA Tour has attempted to rally the troops. This coming on the day uh, that there is a players-only meeting at, ahead of this week's Travelers Championship, and it is believed PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan will speak tomorrow there at the Travelers Championship as the players get ready to start on Thursday. Um, according to the Telegraph, Kepka received a similar seven-figure deal as one received by Mickelson, DeChambeau, and Johnson when they all jumped over. Uh, Kepka is the second highest ranked player to have joined the league. He is currently 16th in the official world golfing ranking or Johnson, Dustin Johnson's 16th in the rankings while Kepka is 19th. Uh, so now you've got two top 20 golfers in there. Currently. Yeah. And they're big name guys. So we'll have to wait and see what continues to happen. But if this trend continues to happen, it makes you question is the, uh, PGA tour going to be the, uh, top tier anymore. And if it continues, I think the answer to that is no. I think I'm reading up on Liv because I don't really know much about it, if I'm being honest, until recently. And I think, I think that's everybody. Yeah. And I think this could become the new hot golf league, not only because they're attracting the players, but there's a lot of interesting things about their format. So it's a 12 team format instead of individual strictly. So I think there's a captain uh, and they each pick golfers so that's i think it's kind of like the Ryder cup and then it's only 48 players you have no cuts they only play 54 holes and eight events so you know it's going to be maybe a little bit faster maybe more appealing to younger audiences and i think this could be uh this could be the new league but the pga also has the history and the big major championships that it has the edge there but I think this whole team format could could draw some people in. And if they keep luring over the big-name golfers... They're going to get a get TV contract, yeah, and that's the next big, step uh, to TV becoming contract. big. Yeah, I mean, they're on that, that's YouTube. That's the only thing they're missing right now. They're on YouTube. They have... We, remember, I told you the Friday before I left mm-hmm. to go on a vacation, I just happened to get on YouTube, and it was kind of one of those trending things that are live. And uh, the camera angles, they look pretty sweet. But it's on YouTube, so they obviously have got to get a TV deal uh, because you're just not going to get that viewing audience that it, watches golf. I mean, it, that's the point. That but it, it, maybe that this is now to try to bring in the younger audience to watch golf because not, I mean. I mean, you can stay on YouTube and still do that, but you got to get Fox, ABC, or NBC if well, you want to go big. I'm thinking about this. Fox, maybe Fox could get into this with their FS1 coverage. Because I, do they have any golf coverage? Because I know that Peacock has some and NBC. Obviously, CBS, I also about TNT's got some. Turner Brooks kept uh, jumping over. His brother Chase is a member of the league. Yeah, I did see that. So maybe they'll team up too. Maybe that's what got him to change his comments there from March 2020 here to June of 2022. Yeah, Chase is currently on uh, Phil Mickelson's team. Interesting. Oh, Justin Harding, who I think is another PGA guy that jumped over. 
but I could be wrong. All right, let's move to our next topic. Stanley Cup Finals. Last night, Game 3 down at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. And uh, Tampa Bay fans were treated to a great game after a horrible game there on Saturday in uh, Denver. The Lightning got the 6-2 victory. Now they move within one of tying the series. Uh, Big night for the Lightning. Four goals in the second after two in the first. And a great goaltending night for uh, the Lightning as well. It's a benefit of uh, playing with home ice. It's what we've uh, seen now in the three games. The home teams are the ones that are winning, and as you said, in pretty big fashion the past two games as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in Game 4, if uh, Colorado can gain back control, make it 3-1, or if Tampa Bay ties it up. Both teams are great. We wanted this to be a good series and it looks shaky after that 7 nothing. but if Tampa bounces back, I think it goes uh, to seven games like we said at the beginning of the series. Yeah, I think in hockey, too, you can never really count it over until it's officially over because we've seen teams come back more so in 3-0s than we see in other sports, maybe in baseball occasionally, but uh, basketball, you're never going to see a 3-0 comeback, or at least I don't think it's ever happened. So It hasn't. Yeah, so it hasn't happened yet, but it could happen, I guess, but it's not likely. Um, And then, you know, so hockey, you could see it, and you could see in a 2-0 series, even with a 7-0 loss, they're able to bounce back and put up a 6-2 win. And, you know, playing at home has to do with it too, but it's just like hockey's a lot about kind of how the puck rolls that night or I guess rolls is probably the wrong word. Glides. Glides, I don't know. Slides. 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 But, you know, and how how things kind of go in your favor. So Tampa's able to make it 2-1. I think they can definitely tie it up and make it a, a seven-game series. Um, they certainly have the experience and talent to do so. And they were down 2-0 to the Rangers and came back and won yeah, that series. Yeah, that's true. Game four set for tomorrow night, 8 p.m. ABC. Colorado, according to Caesar Sportsbooks, is favored in this one. They'd go up 3-1 heading back to Denver mm-hmm. for a Friday night matchup. Uh, I think, you know what I like about hockey playoffs, at least even still here with um, the new TV deal? Times. I like an 8 p.m. game compared to the NBA. Not a 9 p.m. guy. I'm an 8 p.m. guy. No, East Coast 9 o'clock is tough, even especially for the NBA, because even though they say 9 o'clock, it's it like doesn't 15, start 9 at 12. 9 o'clock. That's usually when like the national anthem's starting, and they still have to do starting lineups and everything, so it's another... Well, especially with... 5, 10, 15 minutes. With hockey, I mean, their festivities probably get going if it's an 8 p.m. puck drop. 8.06 or 8.07 is probably the puck drop with the national TV. Yeah. Uh, but you're probably starting your stuff at 7.40 uh, with the... You know, the NHL likes to do those immaculate playoff uh, entrance type things. Yep. Um, but yeah, we've got some breaking news here. Colin, you, did, you saw a tweet, but you weren't sure uh, how much to read into it. But now it's on ESPN... It's everywhere now. It is everywhere. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has settled all but four of the lawsuits filed against him. Attorney attorney, uh, Tony Busby said in a statement on Tuesday, um, quote, we are working through the paperwork related to those settlements. Once we have done so, those particular cases will be dismissed and the terms and amounts of settlements are confidential. We won't comment further on the settlements of those cases. So, 
he's still got four to deal with, but technically, legally, he still has all 24 because the paperwork hasn't been filed yet. Uh, and we'll never figure out what the, the money is unless it gets leaked, uh, but you're still paying people off. Yeah, after he said that he wasn't going to settle, and now we just have to wait on the four that are not settled, one of those being uh, Ashley Solis's uh, case, who was the first woman to file the lawsuit against uh, Watson and come out publicly. The three others are all unnamed women, so I wonder this is if a, those uh, are the new ones. This is a surprise, I feel like. Yeah. In my mind, uh, I didn't think that any of these were going to settle, and now that they are settled... We'll have to wait and see if that means he's going to play or if it means that the NFL's like, you settled, it probably means you did it, so you're done. Well, I've I've been hearing all along that it's going to be a July NFL release. So well, that's still kind of on the timeline. We're, we're still at the end of, you know, we're towards the end of June here, so that could still uh, be a thing. But you got to get it wrapped up soon. Season's right around the corner. Season is right around the corner, and that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll wrap things up, talk baseball. We've got a 50. we got a first team now to reach 50 wins on the season and a big series, the Beltway. Battle for the Beltway starts tonight, two-game series up in Baltimore between the Nats and the O's. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed sealed and delivered from hagerstown ford after a two-year COVID break, Valley Guns 2 is having their 7th annual sidewalk sale on July 2nd. Browse 108 feet of sale and clearance items, such as Smith & Wesson handguns like the MP2.0 40 caliber full-size semi-auto and the MP2.0 compact or the Model 60 Pro Series and 442 revolver. It's the 7th annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 Inwood, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Life can get in the way these days. We all know that. Work commitments, social commitments, volunteer commitments, family commitments. You put your heart into all of it. You've got enough to worry about already. Your roof shouldn't be one of those things. Everything should just work. But when your roof is in need of an upgrade, you shouldn't have to worry about that either. Modern Renovations, your four-state roofing solution. Reminding you that home is where the heart really is. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your June 21st, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Winnick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today for the last eight or so minutes on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, we'll get into some baseball uh, we'll start nationally and then get into locally. Uh, we've got a 50-game winner already in the majors. Uh, that would be the New York Yankees uh, in the division that your team, your two favorite team, or your favorite team is in between you two, uh, the AL East and best division uh, in baseball. Best division in baseball. They're gonna. They could. They could potentially win the World Series. They could. So could a lot of teams though at this point in the season. Um. So I think and the question I Garrett Cole was, took the no hit bid into the eighth inning. So he did. Do they're that rolling on all cylinders right now, not just backing into a fiftieth win right now. No, they are a very good team. You look at their starting rotation. Uh, most of their guys, or I think every everybody in their starting rotation has a three ERA uh, or lower. So uh, they've had a lot of success with the pitching, and the, and the lineup is obviously very talented. You got Aaron Judge, you got Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Gallo struggled, but they have a lot of power in that lineup throughout. Um, so the Yankees, on paper, are probably the best team in baseball and so far have played like the best team in baseball. But will they put it together in the playoffs? So far we haven't seen it. Um, but you look at the American League as a whole, there isn't really another team that I think you think would take them out necessarily. Maybe yeah. the Astros. But – They've kind of slipped up as of late. So at least as of right now, it does look like the Yankees are at least going to make it out of the American League. Uh, would they take down the team in the National League? I think which has a lot more competition in it right now. Um, you know, that's still to be seen. But I think in terms of winning the AL, if you asked me today, you would definitely pick the Yankees. Um, and and, let, and there's still a lot of baseball to be played. There's going to be some trades at the deadline, so teams are going to change up quite a bit. But um, they're definitely rolling right now. They do seem unstoppable. It's been a uh, very impressive season, and I hate saying that uh, about the Yankees being an Orioles fan, but 29-7 and at home, 21-10 and on the road, and as you said, the closest team record-wise to them there in the AL, Nick, is the Astros, followed by uh, Toronto, and it's still pretty big uh, margin there between those two. So right now... If you'd have to pick a uh, World Series winner, I think everybody in their right mind would pick uh, the Yankees because they are absolutely dominant day in and day out. They were on a nine-game win streak up until uh, Sunday when Toronto were able to come back and uh, beat them. But other than that, they've been uh, flawless up and down the lineup and pitching-wise. I've got a key stat for you here, uh, which could, as you mentioned, be in a World Series favorite at this point in the year. Uh, the victory put the Yankees a season-high tying 33 games over 500 at 50-17, and 17, matching the historic 1998 club for the third 
best 67 game start in franchise history. And that says a lot because this, the Yankees are a very historic franchise. I believe they won the world series there in 98, right? Believe so. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yeah. So we could have a Yankees Mets world series too. I mean, the Mets are rolling in the uh, national league at 45 and 24, but the Braves are heating up uh, as we've seen. So, I think the National League winner is going to be really interesting and tight to the side because you have those two teams in the NL East. I don't think that anybody that comes out of the Central is really all that great, uh, but you know the Dodgers or the Padres in the West or even the Giants, if they were to heat up, um, could all be competitive teams. So I think the National League's at least at this point in the year, you know, really interesting to look at and even the american league could see some shakeups like i said at the deadline but right now like who's going to come out of the al central that scares you probably not minnesota or cleveland no and you you talk about the mets there uh they could be getting uh max scherzer back by the weekend uh his first and possibly only stop on his rehab tour is scheduled for today in Binghamton. He's expected the right hander is expected to pitch three or four innings with around eighty pitches for the Mets double A affiliate against Reading and will be evaluated for a possible return to the major league rotation as soon as Sunday in Miami. As a bonus, the plan calls for rehabbing James McCain to catch for Sir, for Scherzer tonight in Binghamton. Um will be the first game pitching since he left the May 18th game with a strained left oblique. And obliques, obviously, anything could happen at any point with an oblique. So he could go tonight and then wake up tomorrow morning and feel something and not be able to go. But that could be big for the Mets as they uh, look to continue a great season. I think a team to look out for is the uh, White Sox if they can get some more out of their starting pitching, even though they are still four and a half back in their division. Uh, Talent level-wise, a lot of people – had them coming out of the AL this year. So I think if they could get a little bit more out of their pitching, maybe make a big deal at the deadline, uh, they could be a team to look out for. But at least right now, the Yankees look to be really Go after Strasburg. <laughs> if he wasn't hurt. And uh, speaking of Strasburg and the Nationals, uh, tonight opens the interleague beltway series between the Nationals and the Orioles up in Baltimore. Eric Fetty will go on the mound for the Nats and just announced here in the last 20 minutes uh, Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles will pitch for the Orioles and uh, it's I guess it's the Masson Cup tonight, right? Yeah, battle. That's a weird name. Battle of the Beltway. Battle of the Beltway. I, the I like, Masson Cup. Yeah. Now what will they do this year because you know Masson has uh, been cutting a lot of stuff in the last two years because at one point a few years ago, they like switched everybody up and had the color guy for the Nats with the play with J- Gary Thorne, and then the next game they flipped it. Will they do that, or will they just have two separate broadcasts? We'll have to find out. We'll probably have one broadcast. It's Masson. Yeah. I used to like the what they used to do with the broadcast. Uh in terms of what's going to happen on the field, I hope the Orioles can get these two wins because they're only seven games back of the wild card. Seven games back, eight games under five hundred, so two wins against a struggling Nationals team would uh, get you hopeful again a little bit for the Orioles. The Nats are just trying Probably to Probably not to ball. catch up to the Yankees, but... The Nats they're, are they're not going to do anything this year, but you look at the improvement of when they reach 30 wins each year, and it, it's shown that this rebuild appears to be working, or at least heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The Nats are just trying to play some ball. That's about it at this point, right? Yeah, have some fun. 
have some fun. Uh, Juan Soto put out, uh, keep hitting homers for a new contract, whether that be with the Nationals or with another team. Who knows? The White Sox. <laughs> I don't know. I just I kind of wanted to not hit home runs, so we'll stay with DC. But I, I but then I also, you lose. Then you you lose more games. I want to have at least. And then like he a, sucks. I want to have at least like a forty to fifty win season, and I don't know if that's going to happen at this point. Yeah, uh, twenty four. Yeah, you, you can get at least twenty more. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll I'll do it for this. I'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08 on the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.